بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم we continue the studies on the important lessons for the muslim ummah and uh, tonight inshallah ta'ala uh, we will be uh, explaining the meaning and uh, tafsir of surah al-ma'un <coughs> أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم أرأيت الذي يكذب بالدين فذلك الذي يدع اليتيم ولا يحب على طعام المسكين فويل للمصلين الذين هم عن صلاتهم ساهون الذين هم يراءون ويمنعون الماعون The overall meaning in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful have you seen him who denies the recompense that is he who repulses the orphan harshly and urges not the feeding of al-miskeen the poor so woe unto those performers of salah prayers who delay their salah prayer from their stated fixed times those who do good deeds only to be seen of men and refuse small kindness etc first of all the meaning of Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim was or had already preceded here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says أَرَأَيْتَ الَّذِي يُكَذِّبُ بِالدِّينَ the address have you seen him who denies the recompense the, the address here is it to the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam upon whom the Quran was revealed or is it general to whoever uh, is or is addressed the generality of the address is the preponderating and most fitting to this meaning meaning the address is to everyone have you seen him who denies the recompense those who deny the resurrection they say, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us about them in Surah Al-Safat, in chapter 37, verses 16 and 17, they say, الْأَوَّلُونَ As in Surah Al-Safat, chapter 37, verses 16 and 17. So in their course of denial of the resurrection, they say, When we are dead and have become dust and bones, shall we then verily be resurrected? And also our fathers of old? And also they say, as in Surah Yasin, 36, 78, من يحيي العظام وهي رمين من يحيي العظام وهي رمين آج سورة ياسين Who will give life to these bones when they have rotted away and became dust They deny the day of resurrection They deny the recompense and retribution 
So they are the ones, as in the next verse in this surah, فَذَلِكَ الَّذِي يَدُعُّ الْيَتِيمِ That is he or who repulses the orphan harshly. So here they do two things. First, they have no mercy towards the orphans who deserve mercy. And the orphans are the ones whom their fathers died before they reached the age of puberty. And these are places for mercy because they lost their <coughs> fathers and their hearts are broken. And that's why there are many texts speaking of the merits <coughs> of doing good to the orphans but as to these people, they repulse the orphans harshly, violently. This is the meaning of yadu' Adda' in Arabic here means adda'a, repulsing, harshly, violently. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah At-Tur, in chapter 52 about those who will be admitted to the hell to the fire of hell we seek refuge in Allah from that the day when they will be pushed down by force to the fire of hell with a horrible, forceful pushing. So, when these people, you see, when the orphan comes to them asking for something or talking even to them, they belittle them and they repulse them harshly, without mercy. The second thing that they are qualified with is as Allah stated in the third verse of this surah وَلَا يَحُضُّ عَلَى طَعَامِ الْمِسْكِينَ and urges not the feeding of the miskin, the poor who needs the food so you don't find them urging you don't find them urging to feed the poor because their hearts are stone-like or even harder. Having no mercy to the orphans nor to the masakin, harsh, hard, rocky hearts. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated, فَوَيْلٌ لِلْمُصَلِّينَ So, in the next verse, verse 4, So woe unto those performance of Salah. This wail, woe, is a threat. And it's repeated so many times in the Quran. And it means very serious threat strong threat to those who perform the Salah with the people or alone however they are neglectful concerning it they don't establish it upon time they delay it from its superior and meritorious time they don't establish its Ruku' nor its sujood or pillars and they don't recite what should be recited 
therein from Quran or from dhikr remembrances. Whenever they enter into the salah, they are negligent. Their hearts turning in all directions, right and left and so forth, unattentive, they delay it from its superior time. And this is blameworthy. As to the one who forgets, however, forgets certain acts in Salah, this is not held blameworthy. Here, it means that he forgets, say, for example, the number of units of prayer, the rak'at, or he may neglect or rather forget some of the obligations and the like. And even this occurred with the Prophet ﷺ. Yet we know that he is the most keen of mankind to establish the Salah. In fact, he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ju'ilat qurratu aini fi-salah. The comfort of my eye has, or my eyes, Ju'ilat qurratu aini fi-salah. The comfort of my eyes has been made in salah. Even though, still he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam forgot certain things from the salah and if this occurs then the person is not held blameworthy as to the other one however the one who neglects intentionally then that's held blameworthy and from those are the ones who don't establish the congregational prayer and they fall under this threat فَوَيْلٌ لِلْمُصَلِّينَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ عَنْ صَلَاتِهِمْ سَاهُونَ then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said الَّذِينَ هُمْ يُرَاءُونَ in addition to being as such concerning the salah you find them also whenever they do the acts of obedience they do it only to be seen meaning to show off and also to be considered in the society having value and recognition They don't intend to have these worships as means of nearness to Allah Azza wa Jal. So this person who shows off, when it is a matter of sadaqah, of charity, he gives so that the people say how generous is he. And he prays well in front of them so that they can say, How good is his salah and the like. So these people, as Allah said, those who do goods or good deeds only to be seen of men. The foundation of the ibadah is to Allah Azza wa Jal. However, they perform the ibadah, the worship, but they also intend that people praise them for it. These are the ones who show off. As to the one who prays for the sake of people, bowing for example for a king or prostrating to a king or a ruler or something, then this is a mushrik, a kafir. 
Allah forbade for him entrance into paradise and his abode will be the fire of hell but the ones whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing in this surah are those who they pray to Allah but also they are keen that people praise them for their worships and this occurs often or rather occurs a lot with the hypocrites as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described in Surah An-Nisa chapter 4 verse 142 وَإِذَا قَامُوا Verily the hypocrites seek to deceive Allah but it is he who deceives them and when they stand up for salah the prayers they stand with laziness and to be seen of men and they don't remember Allah but little. Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this surah says They do the good deeds to be seen. For example, someone reciting the Qur'an loudly and beautifies the recitation so that it be said, so that it will be said how good a reciter is he. Would he be considered as one showing off? The answer yes. So he lets people hear of his good deeds intentionally to win their praise. And this came in the hadith reported by Bukhari and Muslim. And it is in Sahih al-Bukhari, volume 8, hadith, one, hadith 506. مَنْ سَمَّعَ سَمَّعَ اللَّهُ بِهِ وَمَنْ رَاءَ رَاءَ اللَّهُ بِهِ He who lets the people hear of his good deeds intentionally to win their praise, Allah will let the people know his real intention. On the day of resurrection. And he who does good things in public to show off and win the praise of people Allah will disclose his real intentions and humiliate him so whoever lets the people hear then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will disclose his affair between amongst people that this man is not sincere but rather he intends to be heard and people praise him. And similarly the one who shows off Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will disclose his real intention and humiliate him. Sooner or later his affair will be disclosed. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَيَمْنَعُونَ الْمَاعُونَ وَيَمْنَعُونَ الْمَاعُونَ And refuse al-ma'un. What is al-ma'un? They refuse to give from al-mawa'een plural ma'un meaning utensils so people come to them to borrow their utensils some come and say I need a pocket I need a glass to use it to drink water therein or I need a light pulp 
light bulb or the like so he refuses and prevents giving them this is blameworthy this is blameworthy and it is divided into two types it is divided into two types the first the person the first type is a blameworthy type where the person will be held sinful the second is a person will not be held blameworthy for it however he will miss good he will miss of the good So, whatever is considered an obligation to give, if the person refuses to do so, then he falls under the first type, will be held sinful. And concerning things that are not considered obligatory to give, then the person would fall under the second type will not be held blameworthy but he will miss of the good for example <coughs> someone comes to a person someone is in need and comes to a person and says give me water to drink give me water to drink and if I don't get it I will die in this case giving the water is an obligation if he withholds and refuses then he will be held blameworthy and sinful even to the extent that some of the ulama some of the scholars said if this person dies the one seeking the water then the one who refuses to give him will be held legally responsible for blood money because he is the one who caused his death in this case so the person should each one of us should examine himself is he qualified with these qualities mentioned in the surah or not And if as such, and if as such, then let him repent to Allah Azza wa Jal and turn to him in repentance. Otherwise, then he will receive the news of the threat that came in the surah. And if, on the other hand, he is not qualified with these descriptions or with these qualities then let him receive the glad tidings of good and this Quran it's not intended that this Quran to be recited and the person performs this worship of recitation only what's intended also what's intended is that the person assumes the manners conducted or rather directed by the Quran and that's why Aisha radiallahu anha said in the Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam his character was the Quran meaning his manners were in accordance with the Quran he takes from the Quran 
أو يأسك الله سبحانه وتعالى يهديكم الله يستحبالكم to lead us to all ways of success in this life and the hereafter and he is all able to do all things this brings the end of the explanation of this surah And now we move to the next surah, Surah Al-Kawthar, Surah Al-Kawthar, verse 108, I mean uh, chapter 108, Surah 108. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Inna a'ataynaka al-Kawthar, fasalli lirabbika wanhar, inna shani'aka huwa al-Aptar. In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful. Verily, we have granted you, O Muhammad Al-Kawthar. Therefore, turn in prayer to your Lord and sacrifice to Him only. For He who makes you angry, O Muhammad He will be cut off from every good thing in this world and in the hereafter. The meaning of Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim already preceded. This surah. It is said that this is a Meccan surah. And it's also said that it is a Madamite surah. Makkiyah. And it is said that it is Madaniyah. What is the Makki? The Makki is covers all the revelation that was sent down before the migration of the Prophet ﷺ to Medina, whether the revelation took place in Mecca or in Medina, whether the revelation took place in Mecca or in Medina, as long as it is before his hijrah, before his migration, والسلام, then it is considered Mecca. or even on the way in his migration. كل ما نزل on the other hand all that has all that was revealed after the hijrah after the migration then it is considered madani madanite and whatever therefore was revealed before is considered Mecca. This is the preponderating opinion from the sayings of the ulama, the scholars of Islam. Yaqulullah Azza wa Jal in this verse, in this surah, addressing the Prophet alayhi salatu was salam, inna a'taynaka al-kawthar. Al-Kawthar in the Arabic language means abundant good. Al-Kawthar in the Arabic language, linguistically, it means al-khayr al-kathir, abundant good. And as such was the Prophet alayhi salatu was salam, a'tahu Allahu ta'ala khayran kathira fi dunya wal akhira. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave the Prophet abundant good in this life and in the hereafter. From that is this great river, this great river in paradise, known as Al-Kawthar. From it flows two spouts and they flow their water flow into the prophet's pond or pool alayhi salatu wassalam 
whose water is whiter than milk whiter than milk and sweeter than honey And his fragrance is better than musk. The believers of this ummah will come to this hawd of the Prophet We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from them. The, its jugs and utensils are like stars in the sky and in some narrations would outnumber them or in some narrations as the number of the stars in the sky so anyone who follows the sharia of the prophet alayhi salatu wasalam in this life, then he will come to his hawd in the hereafter. And anyone who doesn't, then he will be deprived from that in the hereafter. And from the great good that was given to the Prophet ﷺ in this life, is what is affirmed in the two Sahihs, Sahih Bukhari and Muslim, from the hadith of Jabir radiallahu ta'ala anhu, that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, أُعْطِيْتُ خَمْسًا لَمْ يُعْطَهُنَّ أَحَدٌ قَبْلِي In the hadith reported by Bukhari and Muslim, and it is in Al-Bukhari volume 1, hadith 331, أعطيت خمسا لم يعطهن أحد قبلي. I have been given five things which were not given to anyone else before me. نصرت بالرعب مسيرة شهر. Allah made me victorious by Aw by his fighting my enemies for a distance of one month journey. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will instill in them fear from a distance of one month's journey. وَجُعِلَتْ لِيَ الْأَرْضُ مَسْجِدًا وَطَهُورًا And the earth has been made for me and for my followers. Therefore, a place for offering salah, prayer, and a thing to purify, used for tayammu, dry ablution. فَأَيُّمَا رَجُلٍ مِنْ أُمَّتِي أدركته الصلاة فليصلي. So therefore, anyone of my followers can offer salah wherever he is at at the time of salah, then let him do so. وأحلت لي الغنائم ولم تحل لأحد قبلي. The booty has been made halal, lawful to me. Yet it was not lawful to anyone else before me. وَأُعْطِيْتُ الشَّفَاعَةِ And I have been given the right of intercession on the day of resurrection. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to include us from those whose the Prophet's intercession وسلم, will cover. وَكَانَ النَّبِيُّ صلى الله عليه وسلم يُبْعَثُ إِلَى قَوْمِهِ وَكَانَ النَّبِيُّ يُبْعَثُ إِلَى قَوْمِهِ خَاصَّةِ وَبُعِثْتُ وَبُعِثْتُ إِلَى النَّاسِ عَامَّةِ Every prophet used to be sent to his nation only, but I have been sent to all mankind. I have been sent to all mankind. This is a great hadith, alhamdulillah. This is from the abundant good which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
gave our Prophet ﷺ. He sent him to all mankind. And this necessitates that he should, his followers will outnumber all the followers of the other prophets and messengers. And it is as such. And it is known that the one who shows people good is like its doer. And the one who guided and showed this great Ummah is Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And therefore the Messenger والسلام, will have the reward of each and every one from his Ummah. He will have a share. And who enumerates this Ummah? Except Allah Azza wa Jal. And from the great and abundant good which the Prophet والسلام, was given in the hereafter is Al-Maqam Al-Mahmud. Al-Maqam Al-Mahmud. The station of praise <coughs> and glory. highest degree in paradise and from that is the great intercession on the day of resurrection people will be distressed in agony anxiety and worries that they cannot bear so they will seek intercession and they will go to Adam السلام, then to Nuh السلام, then to Ibrahim then to Musa السلام, then to Isa until they go to the Prophet whereby he will stand up and seeks intercession and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will decree amongst the creation due to his intercession alayhi salatu wasalam which Allah will give him and this is a maqam a station the first and the latter one, and the latter ones will praise him for it and this is, this falls under the saying of Allah in Surah Al-Isra, in chapter 17, verse 79. It may be that your Lord will raise you to Al-Maqam al-Mahmuda, the station of praise and glory, and the highest degree in paradise. So therefore, Al-Kawthar, in this verse, means the abundant good. And from that is the river in paradise. There is no doubt that that river is Al-Kawthar. But it is not the only one which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given, meaning from the good. And after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminded him of his favors upon the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam, he said, فَصَلِّ لِرَبِّكَ وَنْحَرْ فَصَلِّ لِرَبِّكَ وَنْحَرْ So therefore, turn in prayer to your Lord and sacrifice to Him alone. Being grateful to Him for these great favors upon you. So you go and so you turn in prayer and you sacrifice. 
And what is intended here by the prayer <coughs> is all the prayers. And from the first to be included is the salah which is associated with sacrifice. Meaning the salah of Eid al-Adha. The salah of the Eid al-Adha, the Eid of sacrifice. Still however the ayah is comprehensive in general covering all the salah, the obligatory ones and the optional ones. The salah of Eid al-Adha and the salah of the Eid al-Fitr and the Jum'ah. Wadhar taqarrab ilallahi bin nahr. Seek means of nearness to Allah by sacrifice. And the nahr is particular to the ibl, the camels. When they are slaughtered, they are called, the, the slaughtering is called nahr, while with the cows and sheep, it is called dabh. <coughs> and the mentioning of a nahr here, concerning the ibl, the camels, because it's more beneficial than the rest because with respect to the poor people it's more beneficial and that's why the Prophet ﷺ offered in sacrifice during the farewell pilgrimage he offered hundred camels and he sacrificed from that sixty-three with his head and gave the rest to Ali bin Abi Talib to sacrifice and he gave all of its parts in charity except some of each camel and put all that together in one pot and cooked it and ate from its meat and drank from its uh, soup and then commanded that charity be given from that even that included the skin covering of the camels for the sacrifice the skin as well as the covering of the camels he gave that in charity and this command in this verse is a command for the Prophet والسلام, as well as for his Ummah. And therefore we should be sincere to Allah in the Salah and in the sacrifice as our Prophet والسلام, had been ordered with that. Then the Prophet then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said إِنَّ شَانِئَكَ هُوَ الْأَبْتَرِ For he who makes you angry. You see, now here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala started by giving, mentioning all the favors and his pleasure with the Prophet Then he said, here, and for he who makes you angry, O Muhammad he will be cut off from every good thing in the world and the hereafter. Just make the contrast between Al-Kawthar and between this. Al-Kawthar, abundant good in this life and in the hereafter. But as to the one who makes the Prophet ﷺ angry, he will be cut off from every good thing in this world and the hereafter. So the one who makes you angry because he hates you he is the one who will be cut off (laughs) 
Here is a reminder in Surah Al-Ma'idah, and let us examine this carefully, in Surah Al-Ma'idah, chapter 5, verse 2, وَلَا يَجْرِمَنَّكُمْ شَنَآنُ قَوْمٍ أَمْ صَدُّوكُمْ عَنِ الْمَسْجِدِ الْحَرَامِ أَنْ تَعْتَدُوا وَلَا يَجْرِمَنَّكُمْ شَنَآنُ قَوْمٍ أَنْ صَدُّوكُمْ عَنِ الْمَسْجِدِ الْحَرَامِ أَنْ تَعْتَدُوا And let not the hatred of some people in one stopping you from al-masjid al-haram at Mecca to reach the masjid lead you to transgression and hostility on your part. Also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Al-Ma'idah chapter 5 verse 8 Shana'an, it's like here Shani'aka Mubghidaka, the one who hates you But there is a benefit here And let not the enmity and hatred of others Make you avoid justice. Be just that is nearer to piety and fear Allah. Verily, Allah is well acquainted with what you do. So here, إِنَّ شَانِئَكَ Meaning the one who hates you and makes you angry. Huwal Abtar, he is the one who is going to be cut off from all good. And that is because the kuffar of Quraysh used to say Muhammad Abtar Muhammad Abtar there is no good meaning in him nor blessing in him nor in his followers Abtar, cut off when his son والسلام, when his son Al-Qasim died the kafirs of Quraysh said Muhammad Abtar Muhammad is cut off from children Allah here made it clear that the Abtar is the one who hates the Prophet he is the one who will be cut off from all good there will be no blessing in his life his life will be a life of sorrow and regret and if this is applicable to the one who hates the Prophet والسلام, then it is also applicable regarding those who hate his Sharia. So anyone who hates the Sharia of Rasulullah or hates one of the symbols of Sharia of Islam or hates any worship, any kind of worship in Islam, then he is a kafir, then he is a disbeliever, unbeliever. Left the deed of Islam. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in Surah Muhammad 47 verse 9, ذلك بأنهم كرهوا ما أنزل الله فأحبط أعمالهم ذلك بأنهم كرهوا ما أنزل الله فأحبط أعمالهم That is because they hate that which Allah has sent down This Quran, Islamic laws, etc. So he has made their deeds fruitless And this only occurs in a state of kufr Unbelief. So anyone who hates the obligation of salah, 
then he is a kafir even if he performs the salah. Anyone who hates the obligation of salah, then he is a kafir even if he performs the salah. And anyone who hates the obligation of zakah is a kafir even if he gives the charity. However, however, man istathqalaha, listen to this benefit, man istathqalaha ma'adam al-karaha, fahadha fihi khuslatun min khisal al-nifaq, lakinahu la yakfur. However, who feels burdened by it, by the act of worship, without hating it, then he has a quality, a trait from the qualities of hypocrisy, but that does not make him a kafir. And there is a difference between the person who feels burdened by something and the one who hates it. Certainly, there is a difference between the two. So this surah, Surah Al-Kawthar, comprised the explanation of Allah's favors upon the Prophet ﷺ by giving him all good. Then the command to be sincere to Allah in salah, in all of its forms, and in sacrifice, and in all of its forms, and similarly in all acts of worship. And also there is in this a clarification that anyone who hates the Messenger ﷺ or hates anything from his Sharia, then he is the one who is cut off abtar, no good in him and no blessing in him and nas'alullah al-'afiyata wassalama and we seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's safety and security and well-being walhamdulillah rabbil alamin wa sallallahu ala muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wasallam this brings the end of the explanation of surah 108 والحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين